You're listening to Sugar House Sound. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Office Hours. My name is Bree Empey and I'm a reporter for Westminster College's Forum Media. Office Hours is a podcast where we chat with our professors about pop culture, current events, and research that aligns with the guest's expertise. Today, our guest is art history professor Hikmet Lowe. Today, we'll be talking about protest art and specifically protest art from the 60s. Thank you for joining us, Professor Lowe. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Happy to be here. So uh, tell me, what is it that you love about protest art from the 60s? It, it was such a dynamic time in the history of the United States, and I am now old enough. Um, I can say that I actually was around during that time period. I was in grade school, but I remember very vividly and distinctly being confused, watching TV, and wondering what had happened and what had changed in this country because they were featuring so many protests especially in the late 1960s. And so then becoming an art historian, I've just been really fascinated with that particular time period. So of course it was about the Vietnam War. Um, It's not the first time that a war had been protested. Uh, Certainly artists in France in the 19th century protested uh, uprising and what was taking place there. Uh, A lot of World War II had been protested. But here in the United States, the Vietnam War led to a series of protests, some peaceful, some not, um, that generated then a new way of art communicating protest. And so through these protests that started in 1964 and then continued on, um, we start to see a different kind of art being formed instead of the protest art that we had seen previously that was more polished, we start to see basic handheld posters, placards. The more grungy stuff, right? The more grungy stuff. And and it's interesting because we can, of course, correlate what was going on with the Vietnam War, with the protests that we've been seeing in this country in the last two weeks. So people with their handheld signs who are out there saying resist and protesting in different types of ways. So the Vietnam War and those protests, it it wasn't just that in the 1960s. The Black Panthers formed in the 1960s. And so black power becomes then a movement. Um, And we see not the beginning of the feminist movement, because that certainly has a long history. But in the 1960s, we start to see that new wave of uprising. And so with the um, challenging of the status quo that takes place in the 1960s, with social, cultural, political unrest, all of those things, we, we start to see a real shift. And that shift, of course, is reflected through and sometimes then uh, led through in arts, in the arts. And do you think protests would have been as effective without that visual element to them? Oh, I no, I protest, the visual element is absolutely part and parcel. It, it is integrated into that. One of the reasons the Civil War ended is because people saw photographs 
of what took place on the battlefield. And they protested the war based on that visual. And so having those visuals, there are iconic photographs from the Vietnam War, fr from all of these different, um, you know, different interactions that take place, we get iconic photographs. And through them, that leads to people questioning, people wondering if, if this is the right action to take, fissures within society. And then through a, a lot of imagery, we then end up with protests and then sometimes changing. Well, yeah, you're right. I mean, as a designer, I just think that visual element can move people in a way that other things can't. Do you yes, know what I mean? Absolutely. Ab absolutely. Just because having that present. It, it's a way of communicating. And sometimes people are not um, getting the communication through the written word. They're getting it through the visual. And it's, of, it's of course, no uh, coincidence, of course, by the 1960s, how many households have televisions and are now starting to see this because TV, of course, is a visual mode of communication. So they're starting to see the riots and everything that's taking place through that mode as well. And, and so it's, it's very exciting. It's a very dynamic time period. Yeah, it's amazing because mm -hmm. everything's starting to spread like everyone's eyes are open yes, at this point. Exactly. Right? Do you have a favorite artist or any sort of like work that you're just like, this is great protest art to me? Well, um, going back before the 1960s, we have Guernica, uh, Pablo Picasso's painting from 1937. The civilian town of Guernica had been bombed, and even though Picasso had said he was not a political artist, he painted a huge mural that protested this bombing. He was a proud Spaniard, and so his protest art then, of course, was seen by internationally by people. A lot of the art from, so some of the posters from the 1960s, um, love your mother. So it isn't just, of course, the Vietnam War. We have, I, I already mentioned, black power, feminist movement. The Stonewall riots take place in 1969. I mean, it's a time of huge political upheaval. Um, as the police are um, descending on the bar in Greenwich Village in New York City that's called Stonewall and beating up the gay uh, population, that's their bar, they fight back. And so we see that whole movement of protest that comes along. And so some of the protest art then that's sort of near and dear to me as I lived in New York City in the 80s and then the early 90s was seeing the ACT UP movement because as AIDS becomes an epidemic and our government does nothing about it in the early time period of the um, spread of AIDS, then by 1987 ACT UP is a group that forms and they're very vocal and very in your face and that's what it took to be able to start turning the tide so that people started paying attention to the then thousands and then certainly that number has grown uh, to many people who have died of AIDS when if it, they would have paid attention to it early on. But again, right. it took protest, it took civil disobedience, it took that for people to start paying attention to do something about it. How do you think the protest art from the 60s compares to the protest art we're seeing today? 
Oh, that's interesting. Well, in, in certain ways, so if you've got, starting in the 60s, these handheld posters and placards, we see that now. You can look at the last two weeks and you can see literally internationally people holding up their signs. Here's an interesting thing um, that I just kind of did a correlation to. There is a contemporary protest group out of Russia called Pussy Riot. They are a group of female musicians who have a band and they wear knitted hats to protect their identities because just in the in the format of the Gorilla Girls, the Gorilla Girls are a movement and they're not spelled like the animal. They're spelled like the word gorilla as protest Gorilla Girls started in the 19. Six, uh, 1985, the Gorilla Girls were formed. And so what they have always done is wear gorilla masks to protect their identities because what they were doing was rallying against the white male dominated art world and saying, you're having a major retrospective of artists, where are the women? And so they've been doing that, they are still active uh, their membership may have changed. We don't know who they are because they wear the big, huge masks of the gorillas. But their identities are protected through that so that they have that freedom to be able to protest within an art world that can be pretty domineering and sometimes damning. So Pussy Riot in Russia has adopted the same thing, but they've got these knit caps that they wear over their faces. And then what did we see a couple weeks ago? But millions of people wearing pussy caps. Exactly. The pink pussy cap, right? And so it's interesting to see the different materials, how it translates from one generation to another generation. And sometimes people are feel comfortable within the numbers of protesters that they can be themselves. Uh, and sometimes not. Is there anything else you'd like to tell me about protest art? Well, it, it's interesting. You know, there's it's it's socially motivated. It's politically motivated. We have artists. I just mentioned Guerrilla Girls are still active. They're still doing what they do. We have Russia. We have Ai Weiwei in China, who's a political artist. He is a protest artist. He's been arrested several times, both times the international art world does not know if he'll be let out of jail or not. And so it, there's still a place for it because there's there are always people looking, do we have social equity? Do we have social justice? And if we don't, if there is that rallying cry, then how can we communicate this? Art is a an amazing communication tool. And so I think it will always continue. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show with us. Thanks for having me.